Fierce Fan Media. Remember we had we, we can like do whatever six, we want. Yeah, we had like six of these in a row at one time. Oh yeah, when everyone bailed on us. I know. Like, okay, whatever. It's like at I'm, least I'm down to get in touch with our roots. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly wind down. It's just Jackie and Aaron. Jackie and whoop, Aaron whoop. show. Whoop, whoop. Hey yo. Um, I am drinking Francis Ford Coppola Diamond Collection Pinot Noir 2021. Wow, look at you. Listen, it was on sale at Safeway. I was just going to say, you broke the diamonds out. <laughs> it's a screw top, so let's not. <laughs> but Coppola wine is very good, so I was excited to see it on sale. Is the Pinot Noir delicious? Yes. Yeah. If every, you time like Pinot. Hear, every time I hear Pinot Noir, I think of the song. Um, Coppola Pinot is very dry. So oh, I, would like I love that, dry actually. wine, though. I Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy that, too um i am drinking no wine look at that i know look it's a special occasion (laughs) i broke out a bottle of wine it's a cooper's hawk uh i'm is it abriante is that how you say it Mm -mm. abriante yeah yeah so it's it's obviously a like a spanish wine um and it's just i don't know well, it does say Spanish on the back oh, okay. screen. Yeah. And it's just a vino bianco and it's actually very delicious, but I got it a while ago. Um, I got it probably like six months ago or something, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drink it. And it's very good. I'm very happy with it. It's not too sweet. It's not too dry. It's just like a perfect white wine. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Of course, I, you know, I have to put ice cubes in it though, because I'm I have to have it cold. I need to get, oh I, you would think with like a corksicle, it would stay cold. Why don't you just yeah. put it in the fridge? I did put it in the fridge. It's just not cold enough. <laughs> My mom drinks her white wine with ice. So you're channeling your inner Donna tonight. You know why? I love me some Donna. So. <laughs> <laughs> channeling inner Donna. All right. So anything exciting going on in pop culture? Um. Well, I mean, I don't. Obviously, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I know you're not super excited about it. The Rihanna I'm not show. either, but I am excited about Rihanna. Did, I don't know. Did you see the Apple Music? Uh, uh, it's uh, since it's being it's uh, sponsored by Apple Music. Or the halftime the halftime show. So they did a commercial for Rihanna, and it's so awesome. It's like her as a kid, then like growing oh, up. It's like I love me some Rihanna. Yeah, same. I'm really excited about Although it. Although I recently uh, found out the actual correct pronunciation is Rihanna. Okay, we can do that. Rihanna. Okay, I'm down. I'm down for whatever. Whatever, however we are supposed to pronounce her name, I'll do it. Rihanna. Um, Rihanna. That makes sense for me because I'm always like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the the commercial or the the marketing for it is really awesome. Like I watched that and I'll have to send it to you. It's seriously so amazing. Like it gave me chills. I was like almost in tears because it's just like young black girl power. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. just really, really awesome. I really, really loved it. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's coming up. Um, I'm very excited about that. The Grammys, um, lot of shit going on about the Grammys. Um, fuck, you know, Harry Styles won album of the year. No Adele one thinks he's dirty. Yeah, I agree. When she turned around and left while he was talking that part, 
uh, when she was yelling at him too to get off the stage. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why Adele did that. It makes me sad. I under Adele is a Beyonce fan through and through. And you know what? I, I enjoy some Beyonce. I'm not like a super fan at all. I, I probably won't go to her concert. Um, you know, unless I'm like gifted with a ticket, like I wouldn't, I, that's not my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, I see her for the supreme artist that she is though. Like I totally think she's amazing. That being said, I don't think that Harry's album doesn't deserve album of the year. I think it's an, an amazing album and I've listened to it numerous times because Gail's obsessed with Harry Styles, but, um, I really enjoy the album. I think the album is very good. Um, I think that it's sad that because he won, it's immediately a black white thing. I, I think that's very sad. I do think that people obviously miss mistook what he was saying when he said, this doesn't happen to guys like me because he was raised by a single mother. He was poor. Like there was this, this doesn't happen to, to a lot of, a lot of kids raised by single women that were poor. That's right. it doesn't, but because he's white and he's British, people are like, oh, what? doesn't happen to white British dudes? Okay. Like, I get what you're saying. But also, let's remember that he wasn't saying that to be vindictive. He's just saying, like, he's very fortunate. Right. He's not an nepotism baby. He's not. Right. His family didn't have money. Right. Right. And he had to work. And, like, he went on the X Factor and he got picked. Like, that's mm-hmm. not. Like, he had to be good in order to, for that to happen. Also, though, and I'm not a I don't mind Harry Styles. Like, I like some yeah. of the songs. I'm not a big fan of others. Um, I also, I too appreciate the genius that is Beyonce, but I'm not like a super fan of hers, but I don't have anything against her at all. Right. Um, but I just thought it was fucking cruel. Like you don't have to agree with who wins, but to humiliate them, take it up with the Grammys. He didn't, he didn't pick it. Like he didn't, like it wasn't his decision. So to behave like that and to, take that moment away. It's no better than what Kanye did to Taylor. Like 100%. it's just, and poor Beyonce keeps getting caught in the middle of these, <laughs> these shit shows. Where, like, I know not that? asking for any of it. Let me be clear. I don't right. think like Beyonce's egging any of this on. No. Also Beyonce has 37 Grammys. It's not right. like she's the been most snubbed. of any other artist. Right. It's not like, like she, I could understand if she had been consistently throughout her career snubbed by the Grammys, like, right. okay, that, that makes a little bit of sense why people are not mm-hmm. still frustrated that like she's not winning, but she hasn't. And I just, for someone of Adele's success, it, it just, I was, I felt really, really bad for Harry Styles, really, yeah. really bad for him. And I was appalled by her behavior. She knows better. I think it's really interesting too. Um, not to not I to like switch. Adele. I love Adele. You know, I know me. I fucking love her. But I've I've had a real change of heart. But god damn it, Taylor stood up for him. Oh my god, that was so lovely to see. Because mm-hmm. like no one was standing, but Taylor was like, fuck this, I'm standing. Yep. Like she obviously dated him. Like they're still friendly. Like, well, what? and she knows what it feels like. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She wasn't going to leave him hanging there by himself. Yeah. Right. She understands all of that, and it it just made me love her even more. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, but it also made me dislike Adele a little more than I, I I've, I've been really fighting with. I know this is like 
first world world problems, right? Like, oh, I've I no longer love Adele as much as I used to. <laughs> Boo hoo! But like, I you know, like after I, I we got the tickets for Vegas, I've talked about this numerous times, and she postponed, and she we never heard about it, we never heard from from her mouth of when it was, what it was going to be, da 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 da, and then all of a sudden she you know releases the dates, and it's on Thanksgiving, and like. Obviously, that's a, a very American holiday. And like whether or not you like Thanksgiving or not, like obviously I don't like to celebrate Thanksgiving because of pilgrims and Indians. Right. I just like the idea of cooking a turkey. Right. <laughs> like I like that part of it. So it was like a little frustrating that we're like, okay, now we got to go to Vegas. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> not that we cared. We love Vegas. But it's just like, yeah, that first whole, world problems. I know, right? Like but it's no, just it does whole... matter because flying around the holidays is more expensive. Right, Lodging's exactly. more expensive. Like it's all right. more. Absolutely. Especially because in January, we still went, even mm -hmm. though we didn't go, get to go to her concert. And I just feel like the way that it's been handled by her has been very unfortunate because on the flip side of that, we see Taylor with the way that the chicken master thing has unfolded. And, you know, she came out and spoke against it and was just like, I can't believe that you all had to do this. And thank you for doing it, for doing it, even though you, you it was like, a bear attack essentially and you had to survive it and I just it's just so interesting to me how Adele has become like the sweetheart of the pop industry to someone who is kind of hard to handle and it makes me very sad because I love her voice and I I really like that she's so like bah, fuck it, bah, da, 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 with her accent and I like that I like that she's so like cockney and she doesn't give a fuck but like at the same time I think there's a decorum that should be held at the Grammys and I just don't think that that's cool and it made me sad and I don't know I just felt really bad for Harry even though like he won the award I just felt bad that he had to go through that the same way I felt bad when Taylor had to go through the Kanye mm -hmm. shit it just sucks well like the Grammys are problematic and they have their issues and whatever I I was if you have an issue with that Adele though you should discuss it with the Grammys. Like you don't, Absolutely. you don't get to, you don't get to do that to people. And Harry was up a few awards before that standing and cheering for her. And it was just, right. I don't know. I, I thought it was an incredibly poor taste. And I, I was, I was kind of just really disgusted with the whole thing. Can yeah. we talk about Taylor Swift to the Grammys for a second though? Oh, because God, her, the look on her face talking about, egg cost that woman does not know how much eggs cost <laughs> this is about a carton of eggs and who knows when and if she does, did buy it it wasn't her buying it <laughs> i about died because i think she was in her head being like my fans are gonna think this is like an easter egg i think she immediately went to like her own nonsense of like always dropping her easter eggs right. and like hinting right. at stuff in interviews and i think she thought trevor was trying to play off that because yeah. that's how out of touch with like anything that's actually happening she is it's right. like Trevor this woman does not buy eggs she she doesn't she couldn't find a grocery store of her life depending on it like right. get out of here right. <laughs> there was like a tweet the next day that was like I don't think Trevor realizes but now we actually think we need to help with the cost of eggs so like <laughs> what now <laughs> like oh my god well but it was just also, it was funny but I like those kind of innocent things like I think Trevor Noah did a fantastic job, yeah, totally right? Agree. Like he did so great. Like I think Trevor Noah is one of the best like hosts yeah. of a, of a talk show of, of that. I love his comedy. I just think he's a, 
supreme human being. And I just thought that he handled everything so well. Very I love when I like in the beginning when he was like, and Taylor Swift should be here. And she's like, I'm right here. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I fucking love it. Be like, hey, don't forget about me. I'm right As here. As if everyone doesn't know where the fuck Taylor oh Swift my is. God. In her yeah. outfit, like, let's talk about her dress. Holy shit. That that TikTok you sent of the girl in the black dress just being like, <laughs> I was like, that, that is that is us. Like that would have been, my jaw would have been on the floor. Like, oh God, she looked amazing. She looked absolutely she phenomenal. amazing. And then like I thought it was really cool too that um like the first trans person won an award, mm-hmm. Kim Petras. I thought that was amazing. I I really I don't know what it is about that song, Unholy, but I really like it. And I think Sam Smith and all of, uh, I don't know, their talent is just really, really awesome. I just really enjoy Sam Smith. So I don't love every song that they put out, but I enjoy Sam Smith these mm-hmm. days. And I just thought that it was really cool. And I love that the Republicans were like, ah, this is satanic and this is awful. I was like, yeah, you guys are fucking God. dumb. Why are they always losing their mind over everything that doesn't matter? No, just and just everything. Like, aren't everything. you tired of being mad mm-hmm. all the time? Don't like, you? You want to be like, don't you just ever want to enjoy things sometimes? Right. And don't you want to just like, I don't know, do your job? God, they just drive you know, me crazy. Just do your job. You know, Tim or Tim, Ted Cruz, just do your job. Quit watching the Grammys and do your fucking job. You're a fucking asshole. Do your job. Like, yeah. Hey, Ted, stick to politics. What is right? that? Is that what they tell uh, all the singers and actors? Right. Just right. Stick to politics. Right. Just <laughs> stay in your lane, Ted. No oh, one wants to see so, you on a stage. You speaking of cock. disgusting Republicans, Whoa. Marjorie Taylor Greene dressing like the Chinese balloon for the State of the Union. I hate her. <laughs> I. She's just, she's a fucking vile human being. Her and Lauren Boebert. Like, they're just awful. They're the worst. And I still, every time I get a Lauren Boebert tweet across my Twitter, I say shut up to her. I don't know. I feel good about it. Um, I thought that it was really hilarious. There was this video, um, and it was, I think, MSNBC commentators in the background talking about, like, when Biden was essentially, like, negotiating that they don't he he trapped him right like he's like oh so you don't want to do it okay great that's wonderful then we're not going to do it right so like and i thought it was hilarious because the commentator was like and possibly the stupidest person in the room marjorie (laughs) taylor green i was like that is hilarious like literally like i think it was msnbc so it was just like fucking out there and i just loved it i loved did you see that um that well um she's such a derp derp like she's on that same committee as aoc and she's all like that woman doesn't have a fifth of the intelligence to be able to intelligently debate aoc on any given day about any topic right she just she just spews misinformation like to have it's kind of sometimes i'm like shocked by the pure audacity of her to just be able to say whatever pops in her head like to say on in the committee hearing when you know everyone's watching and to say that a a specific elementary school got five billion dollars like what are you talking about like where did she get that info did she just make it up 
I think so. I think she just Ugh. pulls shit out of her ass. But people b- believe it. They believe yeah. it because it's, in, because it's confirmation bias. And as soon as she says it, they run with it as fact. Because she's a sitting congressperson. Like, of course they think that. Like, yeah. I just, she, she's horrific. She's absolutely yeah. horrific. And the fact that the Republicans won the House. And now we have to see people like Lauren Boebert and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates on all these commissions of things that actually matter is just horrifying. We're, 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 we're edging closer to a banana Republic at this time. And the state of the union address, I, and again, maybe this is like a, a white person problem and Oh, first world problems or whatever, but to be audibly booing the president of the United States I don't care. It, I would feel the same way if Democrats were doing that to right. a Republican. I would. Your office carries a ton of notoriety and kids write papers on you and people tour your buildings. Like you are living history every single day you're in office and to treat it like a college football game. I just, it disgusts me. It absolutely yeah. disgusts me. And I mean, sure. I mean, I always thought it was childish, like, oh, they're not clapping. But I will, I will take that over. Right. All day long. The <laughs> booing and the heckling and the screaming. Like, it's just, they're showing just the, the fact that they have no aptitude for governance. Like, yeah. it, it's, governing is a serious matter. Making laws and dictating what people will have to do with their lives and their money and their health care and their schools is serious. And you fucking cabbages are up there booing. Like it was just, I was so disgusted by the whole thing. Yeah. And yes, 100%. I would agree if it was Democrats too. Like, even if it was Trump, you don't get to do that. Right. That's not what right. we elected you to do. Right. Like, I, I mean, I believe me, I was super thrilled when Nancy Pelosi ripped up his state of the union speech. Yes. Like but that was cool. That didn't cause a distraction did though. Right. She did. And it was at the end of the speech mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay, this we're done with this piece of shit, but she and wasn't behind was him childish. like booing. Yeah. It was childish, but I was, but it was, I was cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I was cool with it. <laughs> but like uh, no one at the state of the union did that. Democrats did that when Trump was speaking all of his lies, like no one, no one's ever done that because Democrats respect the office. Like, and I just find it so interesting that there are these people that have been voted in by what the fuck ever, however that it happened, uh, gerrymandering or however the fuck they made it in, um, that they literally do not respect the office of the president at all. Like, it doesn't matter. It, 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 just because it's not Trump. It's like, it's not Trump, so they're not going to respect it at all. Like, how? I just think that they, I think. Like, you remember, um, tr- I'm, so many things are happening in my head right now. In Missouri, remember they were trying to pass, and I don't know if they did, the um, the law or the, the rule about uh, uh, dress code in their, their Congress, like the state Congress, yeah. right? Like, that's a dress code, and they're trying to do that. Like, we should have, like, a code where you're not allowed to do that kind of shit mm-hmm. in the fucking you know, uh, in that, in that sacred place, like it's sacred. Like, like, of course they don't think it is because the January 6th people were wiping shit on the walls. Like, it's just, it's just unfortunate that we have these people in office that literally do not respect the office at all. They don't respect their own office. They don't respect the offices around them. They don't respect the office of the president. And I don't even sure shit. Don't respect the taxpayers. 
Right. They don't give a fuck that that's how they were voted in. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene was going on and on about how it's so difficult and it's so it's such a hard job. And she doesn't get to see her family. And she's because she's got to be in Washington, D.C. all the time. Like, what did you fucking think this was? You got voted into office to go and make laws for the country. You fucking piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here then. Like, if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Get out. Well, let's Ugh. let's check Marjorie Taylor Greene's net worth. Oh, because like she came after. in with nothing. Yeah, so I'd be curious to see what her net worth net worth is. Oh, I'm sure Here, currently. Let's, Actually, let's I'm gonna look it, look it up right now. Yeah. Okay, you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's and the same with Lauren Boebert. That fucking bag of hair. Like <laughs> she literally makes my skin crawl listening to her speak, and it just makes me sad. That the district that I lived in in Colorado is her district, and they voted her in again by a very slim margin. Margin, and I truly think that had um, the I can't even remember the guy's name now. That I feel very bad about that. That ran against her. Um, I really, I feel like had he really pushed it, he probably could have had a recount. And maybe okay, something let's. Uh, you want to know Marjorie Taylor Greene's net worth? Yeah. What do you oh, think God. it is? She came in with nothing. Remember. I'm going to say $2.1 million. Mm, 41 million. Fuck you. Are you joking? No. So like, what is all that money? Is that, is that contributions from like constituents or is that like, what is that? Where is she getting all that? What is that money? She, Marjorie Taylor Greene owns over six real estate properties, five cars, one luxury yacht, um, cash reserves of over 10 million. Marjorie Taylor Greene, also knows in also owns an investment portfolio of eight stocks that is valued at $11 million. Eight stocks, just eight. Yep. I don't think Congress people should be allowed to buy stocks. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't have those stocks before her house. uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has bought a luxury house property recently for $11 million. And that's in Georgia. It has a tennis court, a swimming pool, four bedrooms, and six bathrooms. So, (laughs) and listen, they're all getting rich, right? Like, this isn't just isolated to her, like, but you can shut the fuck up. Right. Your pockets are being lined by rich donors to go up there and, and be an absolute clown you're bought and paid for because you've been in Congress for four years. How is your net? No, it will be six now, um, 2024, but how is your net worth that much? How, how that's disgusting. And yeah. it should be illegal. 100%. $41 million. It, it just makes me sad. Like some dumb fuck like her is making all this money. To go in there and act a fool. Like, literally. I just can't stand her. Like She owns stock in Walmart, Amazon, Apple, ExxonMobil, and Berkshire Hathaway. Her favorite musician is Taylor Swift. No! She's not allowed to like Taylor. Taylor fucking would hate her. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's not anymore. Oh, oh she's a Taurus. What a surprise. She Sorry looks to all the like horses out there. She looks like a goddamn gorilla. That that meme I said, where it was like from the office. 
It's like those are the same picture. Let me see. Like, uh, to be fair, I'm going to pull up another one to see if it says the same thing. Because some of these websites, I think, inflate things. So let's see if another one says. One. Okay. So this other one says she only has a net worth of 700000 Okay. So that's a big difference. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't want anyone. I don't want to ever lie on here. So we're getting two different, two different. But let's be real. If you have a net worth of $700,000, you're not buying an $11 million home. Right. So $700,000 might be low. $41 million might be high, but it's, it's somewhere, somewhere in, in the there. middle. Yeah. I just, I, that's just so, I mean, it's just disgusting to be honest. It's like, um, well, yeah. And this one says 10.5. So I'm sure she's somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure she's somewhere. I just, I just find it very like, I don't know. It just, it's just, should I run for office? No, you don't have thick, thick enough skin. Um, no, okay. You're right about that. <laughs> I know. <Whoa. laughs> I have to be in therapy for you. <laughs> <laughs> to learn what to say to me when I come to you for therapy. <laughs> Should Biden run for office again? So I didn't think Biden should have ran this time. This past time. So uh my this is my who's gonna run that will win. in his place um i think we have a lot of people on the bench that could run and win i'd like to see gretchen whitmer run i'd like to see you know um, i'd love to see pete yeah pete booty judge can run again like i would love to see elizabeth warren run again oh, i don't same. i i think joe biden has done an exceptional job as president an exceptional job and everyone on here knows he was my like fifth choice okay same. same and i still think he has done a fantastic job and i think he is exactly who the country needed when he was elected still has his faults and i'm willing totally. and ready 100%. to admit it yeah they all do right all i of just that... like to make sure that we always say that oh yeah it's never he does no wrong, like a Trumper no. would say about Trump. Like, he has, no, his faults. has plenty of faults. Yeah. But no, I don't think he should run again. And I think he should. And if he's going to, he needs to say it soon because if he's not going to, the person, the Democratic field is going to get so far behind the Republicans that are starting to announce that they're right. going to lose time and space and the ability to, you know, really advocate for themselves and to start drawing differences. If he is going to run, no one's going to run against him, right? There's no, from from the Democratic Party. Some may break off his independence and run, but no one's going to run from the Democratic Party against him. But right. the truth is, Joe Biden's time has passed. Right. He, he's, he's very old now. And I'm not trying to be ageist, but his the decisions that he's making and impacting, he's not going to be around to feel their impact. And it's time for him to turn over the reins to the younger part of the Democratic Party, the same way Nancy Pelosi finally decided to do. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I just, I appreciate his service and I think he's done a great job. And I also think his time is over. Right. So I, hope I really for the love sake the, of the democratic party. He puts aside his ego. Right. And, and steps aside. Right. I agree. Like I, if he, if he runs again, obviously I'm going to vote for him. Like, duh. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, I just feel exactly like you're saying, like, I think his time has passed and it is time for him to like pass the torch to someone who is, I'm going to say it younger. Go and, out on top, endorse them, campaign right, with them, get them elected. Right. right. Like I, I truly think um, that the, the country would rather uh, put a gay man in than a woman, unfortunately. But that's why I feel that if Pete would say, yes, I'm running again. Um, I think it, I, I think Biden, like, campaigning for him would be very good and i think obama would get behind him and i think you know i think it'd be very easy for for pete to get to gain the uh the the um the i don't know cheering community that he needs to hopefully get i disagree get there I, think again. The, I think the country is finally ready for a woman president I, I, I we've would come love, really I would far love for really that fast. to be the case i would love for that to be the case i to be honest, if Elizabeth Warren ran again, I would be, I'd go out there and canvas for her. Like, she's I, old too. I know she's old, but she doesn't seem it or look it yeah, or speak true. it. You know what I mean? Like, I would, gun to my head, I would never say she's over 70. No, never. I agree. It's, yeah, it's not just about Joe Biden's actual age. It, you can tell like he's his just, age is starting to show. Right. And it's not that, like, his mind isn't working right anymore or anything like that. I just think, like, and I, unfortunately, like, like his speech impediment, I'm sure gets a little bit worse as he ages. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's the body aging. It's just, it happens. Like, um, I, I personally, like, I would never think that Liz, Elizabeth Warren was over 70. I would think that she's in her sixties. I think that she has mm -hmm. a lot of life left in her and a lot of fight. And I've loved Elizabeth Warren since day one. Like, I just think she's awesome. So I would vote for her again. 100%. I would vote I for her. I also really like Gretchen Whitmer. So yeah. I would totally vote for her. That's but Michigan, I, right? Yeah. Michigan governor. The one who got like kidnapped. Yeah. They, kidnapping they were going to try to kidnap her. But I, I just, I think, I think it, I do think it can be the time, um, especially now that the Republicans aren't scoffing at it and they're talking about putting up like Nikki Haley and stuff. I think, I think the country is ready for it. I think this this wave of feminism has has happened. Um, it's crossed party lines, and I I think that I think that we're ready to see it. I think that they can handle it. And here's the thing: those Trumpers, the hardcore Trumpers, we were never going to get them anyway. Right. But exactly. I do think even the right leaning independents would be okay. We have seen enough females in power now. We have seen enough females running companies now. We have seen um enough women giving speeches now about, you know, the kind of oppression that that we've dealt with for millennia. I, I do I do think we finally we finally reached the point. Um and I wouldn't say that if I if I really didn't think it you see it in our, the best barometer for how the country feels about things like the majority, the, the, you know, the vast majority, you're always going to have your outliers is media. And I know people hate seeing that, but it's true. And you'd be hard pressed to find shows today. That don't have a strong female lead. 
movies mm-hmm. that don't we've we've surpassed now just the arm candy damsel in distress right um archetype uh you're seeing it more all over the world the we have foreign leaders in all of our alliances that have high ranking powerful women mm-hmm. i think it's just something people have become more accustomed to and unfortunately that's one of the things that has to happen and i think um the generation that's com- coming up that are are turning of voting age they've had a lot of strong women in their lives who I think they believe would do a great job and they don't care if they have a penis or not. Gen Z yeah. does not care. Millennials yeah, don't care. Nice. Most of Gen X doesn't care. And yeah. that's who's going to be doing the majority of the voting in 2024. So I think it's time. I'm down for it. I'm, I'm all in. Like I'll, I'll vote for a woman Democrat. I think, I think it's awesome. I, I would love it. I would love to see it. I want to see it. And I'm eager to see it. I just always think back to the, you know, the Hillary loss. God, Here's I, the thing you about know, Hillary, in my though. life, no, there's so many people that hated her. Women didn't. We didn't wouldn't like be either. here though, saying it's finally time for a woman to if win if it hadn't run. been for Hillary. Yeah. And I know she doesn't have a, she she's going history is going to be kind to Hillary Clinton. Oh, for and sure. I know she faces a ton of vitriol now. And, and there is a lot of people that would love to see her tar and feathered in the street. I, I understand that, but I think the history books are going to treat her very differently. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be, uh, I think she's going to be a, a female hero. And I know she already is to so, so, yeah, so many absolutely. people, but I, I do think that history is going to be kinder to her than her life was. Yeah. I, I always think back though, like, you know, there's moments in our lives, like individual lives, when we decided that politics meant a lot to us, means a lot to us, right? Like, um, I remember, you know, voting for Obama and, and just being very excited about that. But I've also voted in the primary for Hillary when she mm-hmm. ran against Obama, right? Like, so that was like my first time of being like super excited about politics and um, to see like her course um, and to be so invested when she was running against Donald. Um, it, it was such a hard loss <laughs> that like, I still, I still feel that loss. And I've, I've talked about it on here before, like uh, just my own personal uh going up for a job and it being given to a a man that was not at all qualified. And I was fully qualified. And the reason that they did it was because, uh, you know, the, the vice chancellor at the time didn't want another young white girl underneath her because she was a lesbian. Like the vice chancellor was a lesbian. She didn't think that it would look good for her. Well, okay. But the guy stayed for a year and you know, yada, yada, yada. So it's just like those things that happen in our lives that make us go, I, I feel this loss on a level that I never thought I would because it's, it's a politician. Right. And now sitting here on this podcast and we talk about politics and we get so like, we're just like passionate about it. And we want things that are good for us and for our families and for our, our fellow Americans. And it's just, it's so interesting to me how, how that trajectory happens, right? Like your, your time when you go, this is it. I really enjoy politics to where you're at now and 
how it's gotten blurred or not blurred or now you're a Trumper, you're not a Trumper. Like, it's just so interesting to me. So that, that loss, that Hillary loss, I still feel it. So I'm always like hesitant to like go, yes, the, the country's ready for a woman because I, then it was so devastating. So that's, that's where I'm going with it. I don't know. I think, I think what we watched Hillary go through though, publicly, um, just the questions that she gets asked and kind of the humiliation that she has to suffer. And even at the hands of her own husband, um, just this, this, it's painful to watch in regardless of what you think of Hillary Clinton, no one can deny her brilliance and her, her political acumen and just her ability to kind of, um, take in world events and, you know, international relations and stuff. She's brilliant. But I think one of the things, one of the breaking points that, that hit when Hillary lost was she, it was that universal feeling that every woman has, has felt, you know, I was one of four female yellow shirts in the entire Pacific fleet, all of the Pacific fleet. Um, and I would step onto that flight deck when I made yellow and, um, guys who had spent years trying to, and we're already outnumbered, you know, six to one in the Navy and men who had spent months and months and months trying to get it. And, all this stuff. I could hear them. I could hear them talking about whose dick I sucked to get there, or who I slept with or, or whatever guys who were nice to me and who, you know, claimed to be my friend and who would have stuck up for me had something happened to me in a bar. They still couldn't, they, they intentionally ignored the hours I worked and how hard I worked and how much, and I'll just say it, how much better I had to be than them to be even considered for that job. And so I think every, every single woman, I don't say that as like, Oh, poor me. I'm saying it. Cause I think every woman has a story like that, where you had to be better. You had to have a, a different decorum. You had to pick your friends more wisely. You had to watch what you said. You had to dress differently. You had to do all of these things to prove that you even deserve to be in the same room as men who did nothing to get there, but show up. And Mm -hmm. I think what we all watched with Hillary, even though she, 99% of us could never imagine her life. We don't know what it's like to be a first lady or, or, um, you know, the secretary of state or like a a Senator or a lawyer or for a lot of people, a mother, like there's all these things that, that made her different yet. She had this one thing that everyone could look at and be like, yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. And I think watching her lose was the straw that ignited. I mean, you saw it. How many women ran for office after that? Well, look at the, the parade that happened. We have AOC because of it. Yeah. Yeah. You had the women's march because of it. Yeah. You saw Hollywood do a 180 on on putting women front and center. So although I'm sad for Hillary, right. she it mattered. It right. mattered. Oh, for sure. It 100 percent mattered. And yes, women I will agree. benefit for generations because of her loss. Yeah. And I mean, she even said it in her concession speech, you mm-hmm. know, about this is this do not let this hold you down, essentially. Like we are women and we will come back stronger. And I, you know what, like 
There's, it's so interesting to me too, because whenever I talk about Hillary, I always re- am reminded that my mother hated Hillary Clinton, like hated her. Like she hated Bill Clinton. My mother was misogyny. Oh my, well, also my mother was a Republican, which is, doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I'm, I'm almost. Do you think she would have been um, like what the Republicans are now? Cause that's classic Republican, right? Like what your right. mom was. Do you think she'd be a Republican now? Uh, or oh she would have gone independent. I, I'm hoping she would have gone independent, but my stepdad was definitely a Trumper. Um, well, not like a hardcore Trumper, but just like... But he was I'm also voting. left to his own devices. Your mom was gone. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And Pauline, the lady that he was with, was that shit crazy. So, um, yeah, I... Oh God, I hope that she would have not voted for Trump. I hope she would have been independent. I really, truly, I really hope that in my heart. But who knows? Who knows? Really? Like, who the fuck knows? But I do know, without a shadow of a doubt, that she hated Hillary Clinton. And she would have hated that I voted for her. And I will never forget when I did and Skip asked me who I voted for, my stepdad. I said Hillary. And he was like, your mother would have hated that. I was like, I know. But I also... Truly believe that she's the right person for the job. Like, I don't think Donald Trump is a good person. Like, I think that he's a horrible human being. And I think you have to have a shred of decency in your body to run a country. Like, you have to have that in you. Or a shred of intelligence. Right. Like, you have to, you have to have a half of a heart to be able to run a country that people voted you in to this position. You have to. You have to. And he didn't. He didn't, and he still doesn't. He's a fucking douchebag. He's the Grinch. Is worse. Oh fuck me, that's my, that's your biggest fear and my my now. Thanks. <laughs> All right, God. let's uh, let's move on to what we're obsessed with. Mm. What are you obsessed with this week? Uh, so, uh, to be completely honest, I have two things that I'm obsessed with. I am obsessed with uh, the book that you and I are writing. I've, uh, I've reignited my passion for writing, which is really, really great. And uh, Jackie and I are writing this book. And I know we've talked about it in the past. And we're, it's like it's like the slowest. Like, we're, we're going to eventually finish it. And Elisa, <laughs> I swear to God, this is not just like, you know, we're not just like teasing you. This It's like the long tease, the long con. Um but it's, I think if we had written 10 words a day when we started this, we'd be done with it by now. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm, you know, I, I will say that a lot of it, I know like Jackie, you had your moments too, but like I had a real fucking hard time writing for about a year and I couldn't feel this character that I'm writing. And now that I have her, it's just fun to write her. And I just, I'm so excited about writing and I'm just, I don't think I've said it yet, but I'm, I'm quitting my job and I'm writing full time now. And I'm February 24th is my last day at my, at my job. And I am so excited about my life. And it's been years since the future has excited me. So I'm really, really pumped about it. And I, I will say I am very much obsessed with it. Like I think about it nonstop and I think about like I had therapy today and my therapist said something to me about like, imagine your life in a year. Like what, what do you think it looks like? What do you, what do you look like? What does your hair look like? What are your, what are you wearing? What do you, what, do you, you know, like 
are you thinner? Are you heavier? Like, what do you, and are you successful? Like how many books have you written, you know, by then? And I just like the idea of all of that excites me. And that's been a very long time since that's happened in my life. And I will say therapy has been integral to that, but also just the idea that like, um, me understanding that I am a decent writer has been very, very helpful for all of that. So definitely obsessed with that. Speaking of writing too, then my next obsession is next weekend. Uh, the Gulfport readout is happening and I will not be on the podcast on Friday night, next Friday We're night. We're not doing it. I'll be in Washington. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I'm glad I'm talking about it now. So, uh, Gulfport readout, uh, there's actually, if you go to Google Gulfport readout, there's a link that you can go to that you can pre-register for the event. And if you can't be at it, you can watch it via zoom. So, uh, do it. It's going to be a lot of great people like Ann McMahon is doing a zoom thing. Um, Faye Jacobs, uh, just a lot of, uh, Kristen Arnett who, who wrote, uh, what is the name of that book now that I'm completely fucking spacing it? Uh, something pretty things. I can't remember. Uh, that that's another book. It's very, it's a, a really awesome book. Actually. I read it, which is shocking because I don't read that often. Um, a lot of cool indie authors are going to be there, me included, but it's just going to be a really great event. And I'm really, really excited about it. It's it's, I've been at the golf court readout since it sits its inception and I'm really, really pumped about it. So feel free to watch any of the sessions via zoom. Um, I'm really excited about it and I'm doing a reading on Friday night. So I'll be reading from guarding Evelyn, which is also out on audio. If you enjoy audiobooks. Who's, so. uh, who's your narrator? Lula Larkin. She narrated, uh, the road home, the hummingbird sanctuary. And damn, I read those. I didn't listen to your audio on those beautiful accidents too. Uh, I'll tell you right now, her narration for guarding Evelyn is, is it fantastic? Yeah. I've never actually listened to a full audiobook of mine. I don't know. If, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. I just never have. And this one I was like forced to because I'm doing it myself, right? right? So I have to like listen and make sure she hasn't made any any errors. And just like listening to it, I was like, man, this is a really good book. <laughs> like I did a good job. I did, did a great job. job. And I don't know. It just makes me feel really good about myself. And I don't often feel good about myself. So Oh, you're the best, Aaron. Oh, thanks, Kiki. I love you. <laughs> Um, so I too have been in like the throes of our book. Um, but beyond that, um, gosh, what am I obsessed with this week? (laughs) It's just, it's been such a crazy week at work. Like I haven't, I haven't really had the opportunity. Plus my son's been kind of sick. So that's been like, it's always hard when the, when the little ones are sick. Um, I am going up to Washington next weekend. We're going up to Seattle to see um, my cousin and his wife. And we're actually going to visit Lex's wife. So we're going to, we're going to see her while we're up there. My Lex. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) we're going to go see Stacy's daughter-in-law while we're up there. So that should be fun. Um, And then, you know, my, we're doing, so everyone knows Valentine's day is next Tuesday. Well, if you don't know, get your shit together. Like, I don't know what to tell you. 
Um, but my wife does every year the 14 days of Valentine's Day. So for the first, That's amazing. Uh, so from February 1st to February 14th, Lincoln and I get little gifts every single day. And listen, I wish I could do it, but I can't. I just, she's better than me at that kind of stuff. I did get her a very good present, but like I do, I, you get one, you know, but, um, <laughs> but she just, she's really good at stuff like that. Like she tries to make you feel special for like the whole time. She loves Valentine's day though, which, you know, but, um, Lincoln's enjoying it. And I hope it's one of those traits that wears off on him so that when he is older and has a romantic interest that he does that for them to make them feel important for, for two weeks. So, um, and it's cute. She puts a lot of thought into it. Like every day is like, and they're nothing big. It's not like she's spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but every, every day is like a real personalized little, little thing. So, um, in case anyone needed a reminder, Lex is the best. And, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Your Aaron's birthday is rapidly approaching. My birthday is rapidly approaching. We're like yeah. getting into our forties now. Oh, we God. don't have like our no little longer. toe in it anymore. We're like, we're like, I know I'm we're turning 42. Right you're turning 43. Oh, we're like, God. we're knee deep in, in forties now. Yeah, I'm, we're ankle I'm deep full, at least. In full perimenopause. This is great. <laughs> Love it. Thanks a lot. Fucking. Oh, yeah, fuck. damn. Yeah. It's been. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Oh, oh, The Last of Us. Did you, did you watch? I'm that? caught up. Yeah, I am caught up. I watched it um, on my lunch break today because I work from home on Fridays. Yeah. So I like don't get any, I intentionally don't schedule any meetings when I work from home, like for, for my lunch break. Cause otherwise I have a tendency when I work from home to work straight through like what I would normally no take break. breaks when I'm in the office. Yeah. So, um, I am caught up. It's just such a good fucking show, man. It's so good. It's so like, good. It's so, I, so you know, good. like, didn't Julie say she's been playing it? Yeah. Like, I, I'm interested. Isn't it only on PlayStation? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not buying a PlayStation for it. Like, yeah, I would I'll have wait to, like, it comes out on Xbox. buy it or rent one or something. I don't even no, know. Is that an option? I don't it's know. It's a lot like, of dedication. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I just, it's so good. And yeah, it's so good. It's, it reminds me of early seasons of The Walking Dead when I was like obsessed with it. Like I was obsessed with The Walking Dead in the very beginning. And this is so just good. It's good writing. It's good acting. It's HBO. It's yeah. it's just good. And I love anything that has to do with zombies or post-apocalyptic anything. It's always, you don't always just fear the monster. Yeah. You have to fear the people. Yeah. And I just think that is so well done in this show. So well done. Well, in this show, the monsters aren't, the zombies aren't even the worst things out there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It is. So it far. Is the government, the people yeah. that, yeah, that we've, that we've encountered. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that. I love the idea that like, um, like the zombies Yes, you fear them. You're afraid of them. You need to kill them if you encounter them. But it it ends up being your fight for survival against other human beings that mm -hmm. we get. And I just think that that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So good. Yeah, it's it's so a good. phenomenal show. 
phenomenal. I'm so happy that you like it. Like when Julie was like, Jackie's not going to like it. I'm like, you're going to love it because of the storytelling. Yes, like the storytelling is impeccable. Like, remember like how I told you, like within the first, what, 10 minutes of the first episode, you had to like fall in love yeah. with his daughter. You yeah. And they did it. And yeah. you did. They I fell in love with her. Yeah. So when her death happened, I was like, <gasps> I mean, like, I knew it was something big was going to happen because you don't see her in any of the previews. Yeah. But I was just like the way it happened. And I was just like, I, it, it, it stopped my heart. And like that to me is phenomenal storytelling. And yeah. that's, that's what makes a show, right? It is, it is phenomenal storytelling. Yeah. I'm one of those people and I'm sure I've said this on here. I don't like violence for the sake of violence. Like you need to have a point to it right. for me to get behind it. You're not going to get me with just like blowing people up or like whatever. So that's typically why I'm not drawn to zombie shows. Right. I, some I, I genuinely enjoy. Like there's a few zombie movies or that zombies are a part of it that I, I do like because it's integral to the storyline, like right. what happens. But this one, I don't think I've ever seen a better storyline for zombies. Like I this agree. is, this is really really well done really well and done. I so if you're not watching it do it yeah i think it's interesting too because like it's this particular fungus does exist in yeah. the world so it's like a not a far stretch for it to, to for it to actually morph into something that could affect humans so it's mm -hmm. it's really kind of like scary too in the sense that like mm -hmm. this could happen like this isn't this isn't some solar flare like mm -hmm. the Maze Runner or some weird virus in The Walking Dead. Or this is this is real and mm -hmm. it affects you know like ants and anthropods and things like that. But it doesn't affect humans because they can't survive in humans. But that doesn't mean that it won't eventually right. mutate. So it's just it's just interesting. I just really fucking. If love anyone's it. looking for a real feel good movie, though. Um... I just watched, it's absolutely charming. I can't believe I've never seen it before. Um, but the age of Adeline was Oh, oh was that so, the one with, with like, oh, Yeah. So good. Yeah. So charming. I so sweet. Um I well, and I, I love Blake Lively. Like I love her. Um, and she's so good in this. And it's about a woman who essentially she she gets in a car accident and the, uh, there's a uh, she's hit by lightning like there's the stuff that happens but she essentially stops aging at the at the age of 29 and she has to so she's bo born in the early 1900s and um this takes place you know it speeds up to about the year 2013 this movie came out in 2015 so it's just it's really really charming and it deals with some of the questions that like people don't often want to deal with or think about and it's you know kind of it kind of focuses on the meaning of life without shoving it down your throat. Like, even though she has essentially immortality, everyone she loves just continues to die. And she's not supernatural. She's not a vampire. She's not, you know, a werewolf. She's not any of those things. So she's just this normal person that has to exist watching everything change and everyone she loves get older and die. And like all, all of these things like progress and, and all this stuff happen. It's just absolutely charming. And Blake Lively is fantastic in it so if you need just like a real easy watch that's not like the last of us where you're like glued yeah. to your seat waiting for like something <laughs> to pop out and it's it's just it's really charming so the age of adeline 
It's available on Netflix, so watch it. Really good. Oh, another show that's actually another feel good, Shrinking on Apple TV. Mm. It's it's um Joel's, I don't know if it's Siegel or Seagal. Um, he's in it and um Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford's really, an Angel Adeline. Yeah. Oh. That was weird how we did that. That was weird. <laughs> but um, it's very good. It's really it's like about a therapist who's like finally waking up out of like his own depression and how he kind of like copes with it it's really good and it's brett goldstein who's in um who's roy in uh ted lasso is a a producer of it and just super good super super good well i think that's it for us this week guys we managed to drag that out for a long time (laughs) with just the two of us not shocked i'm really not shocked i you know i love love when it's just me and you (laughs) have a great weekend everybody and if you haven't i I wonder how many people are surprised that it was just me and you on here we didn't talk about taylor swift the whole time i know right but (laughs) just i mean not a lot's happened in taylor swift land not a lot going on at the moment yeah oh i mean we could have talked about that lesbian studded party after party she threw but we'll talk about it after this ends uh, we'll do a we'll do a we'll do a weekly wind down don't be suspicious right we'll do a weekly wind down like behind the scenes <laughs> taylor swift version rolling. uh if you guys haven't gotten valentine's presents yet go get them don't be a dick all right have a good weekend all right bye, bye. fierce fan media